on SNC Radio. This is Jeremy. And with me, as usual, Trina. How you doing? I'm good, Jeremy. You know, we had a taste of fall weather, but for me over here, it is 85 degrees <laughs> and hot. Short-lived, short-lived. Oh, yeah, it was hot today, but now, like I was telling you earlier, the, as soon as the sun goes down here in this building, it just sucks all the heat out and it's freezing. So I bundle up. I'm like in Alaska. But, you know, I am I'm just don't do good with the cold. I never have. So that's yeah. just my life in general. So today we were going to talk about sleep. And I know that's some people's favorite subject to talk about besides food. You know, I've always had this bad relationship with sleep. I always felt like it was a waste of time. I heard somebody say, I was pretty young when I heard it. They said something like, you spend a third of your life sleeping. I'm like, what? If I only live to 70, that's whatever the amount of time was. I'm like, that's ridiculous, you know? So I've always fought it. But as I've uh, seasoned and gotten older, I, I realized that a certain amount's important to have. Basically, I was just going to cover some information about sleeping, especially as it pertains to exercise and health and fitness and all that. I pulled up a little article from the uh, the old sleepfoundation.org. And my understanding is they, you know, do all these studies on sleep and the importance and, you know, um, they go into a lot of detail. But there's one particular article about uh, five facts about sleep and exercise. I'll just kind of cover some of the points. These are pretty, you know, uh, probably obvious, but... I just want to cover them, just kind of talk about them just a little bit. They did a, a study, uh, and the top five results from this year's poll was exercisers say they sleep better or people who work out. So that's pretty, you know, that's pretty obvious. The harder you work in the day, if you worked a manual labor job or if you did a workout, I mean, I, I think everybody realizes, oh, man, we do a good workout. You're ready to go to bed, right? So, <laughs> yeah. or you sleep a little bit better. It says vigorous exercise report the best sleep. So vigorous would be something, I think it says somewhere in close to an hour of intense workout, half hour to an hour of intense workout. And most of those people that had done vigorous workouts in the day are reported twice as likely as non-exercisers to say they had a good night's sleep. So that's, uh, that's probably pretty obvious too. Um, this one was interesting to me. Non-exercisers are the sleepiest and have the highest risk for sleep apnea. Oh, wow. So if you don't exercise, you're going to perceive yourself to be more tired all the time or sleepy. And then it said four in 10 non-exercisers showed a moderate risk for sleep apnea. So compared to uh, 26% for light exercise and 19% of vigorous exercise. So, you know, sleep apnea is kind of like, you know, when you're sleeping and snoring and waking yourself up would be like apnea. And a lot of people have to go on to uh, where those... Uh, what are those called? You know those things? Like a ventilator or whatever? I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, I don't know. So <laughs> it'll come to me probably later. But anyway, it's one of those things people got to wear at night. It's it's looks like a, looks like people have a hard time with it. Another part of the study was less time sitting is associated with better sleep than health. Those who sit for fewer than eight hours a day were significantly more likely to report very good sleep quality. So you know, I mean, get up, move around. That's that one's pretty obvious too. Um, oh, and this one was, I think, the most interesting to me. Uh, it says exercising at any time of day appears to be good for sleep. So they used to say, you know, oh, don't go to, don't work out within an hour going to bed. But from what they found through the study, it doesn't matter. You can work out and go right to bed. And usually it, it should not affect your sleep, they say, according to this poll. So this is, you know, all um, through polls. So it's not scientific. But I mean, I, I think I realize, uh, you know, feel that way too. I, you know, sometimes if I work out a last class of the day or whatever, go home, 
I usually don't have too much trouble getting to bed, so um, unless I caffeinate before, which that's a whole nother subject. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Also, too, you know, I know me and you use a, a fitness a monitor thing, something you wear like uh, yours is a Fitbit, right? Right, right. Yeah. So did you find it? And have you you've been wearing it for quite a while now? Mm-hmm. I did. And I, I looked at it because it, it was pretty cool and it gives a lot of information. Yeah. So it does give you, if you wear it at night, it gives you that daily sleep score. So it's like good, fair, or poor. Uh-huh. And then it, t- it gives you like the time you've s- you slept. So when you went to bed and when you wake up, so the total hours you went to sleep or were right. sleeping. And then it shows like sleep stages in a graph form. And the, the oh, sleep stages, yeah. yeah, they show awake, REM, light, and deep. And it goes along throughout the night. So you see like a graph going up and down yeah. on when you had deep sleep, when you were slightly awake and then it dips up and down. It also gives you a percentage of each of each stage that you were in. And then oh. a, a weekly average at the end of the week. So it's pretty cool. And then something I just found out too, it has estimated oxygen variations in a graph form. And the goal is to be low variation versus high. Because if it was high, then you'd have breathing problems. So... I was like, wow. And I, sometimes I think, okay, you know, they gave you that rule. Oh, seven hours of sleep. That's what you need. Or eight hours. That's what you need. Right. Yeah. But I find that a lot of it, well, most of my sleep is like six and a half hours, yeah. maybe seven on a good day. But right. even if I get six and a half hours of sleep, it'll still rate me as good. So maybe yeah. it's the quality over quantity. Right. For sure. Yeah. My, uh, that's interesting. And all that data I think is important. I mean, I'm a data geek, so I love all the, you know, just knowing, just to know, even if I don't do anything with the information, but actually this is something, my whoop does a lot of the similar things that yours does. Yeah. And it gives you, I don't know how it tracks this. It's just a little thing on my wrist, but it tracks like your average bre- uh, breaths per second or minute, sorry. Oh, so wow. like, you know, you a- people average between 15 and 16. And so during the height of the COVID thing back in March, they uh, started applying this and they found a uh, correlation between more breaths per minute correlated with having caught COVID. So it huh. uh, like a very high percentage of people that had a sudden shift in their amount of breaths per minute ended up with COVID. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So mine does all the, you know, the, um, deep sleep and the REM sleep and all that stuff. And, you know, it's funny, like, like you were saying, you know, your six and a half hours, probably, you know, you get a good night. Sometimes, you know, mine, my sleep average is from four to five and a half. And so sometimes I'll get four. And if I get enough deep sleep and REM sleep, like 25% range, uh, my recovery is excellent. Like I'll get a good score, but if those two are not as good, then usually it's, it's a bad night. And it's, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to vary about how much sleep I get. If I get five and a half and mm-hmm. I don't get those 25% of the deep sleep and REM, it's the same thing. So what this has helped me with though, is understand also too, in relation to the sleep would be the alcohol intake. Back in my day, I could tie one <laughs> on pretty good, but I've cut down quite a bit just because of this whoop thing's been tough. Every time I do it, my recovery turns out to be like less. So the whoop thing goes from, you know, zero to 100 would be the perfect recovery. I've never got a hundred, but you know, my average is probably somewhere in the 60. Well, if I even drink like one or two beers on a Friday night, uh, I'll drop down to a 7% and my heart rate will jack up to like 80 and like um, just all these bad things. So, you know, it makes me really cognizant of, of that. And then, you know, when I work out, sometimes the ranking will be really high or the, you know, the, the extreme exert will be really high. 
And so sometimes that, you know, well, that definitely always affects my sleep. If I go way too high, I don't sleep very good at all. If I go like in the range that they recommend, the next day I feel pretty good. It's it's just interesting how advanced these little <laughs> things for your wrist are. And it's pretty cool. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a geek for all the stats and stuff. So, and the sleep one is just like, you know, really important, but I would put that with, you know, if you work out, you know, earn your sleep, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you work out hard, then you're going to sleep better anyway. But, you know, you, if you don't work out, I mean, I know you've probably done this before, like maybe have a couple of days off of working out and you lay down, you kind of just lay in there like and every single <laughs> thought and stress goes through your head. Yeah, A lot of people have done that. I do that quite a bit. And uh, if I work out in the day, get my, you know, get a good sweat in, then Typically, I don't have that as much. <laughs> so it's definitely a big stress reliever. So kind of tying in the sleep with the with the working out. Yeah, that make, that totally makes sense. If I get a nice, good workout, I mean, I'll feel energized also throughout the day if I right. do it in the morning. But come nighttime, I sleep so well. Right. Yeah. You just close your eyes and you just go to sleep like it's not even uh, an issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like what you said about, uh, well, and I was going to make a comment as well. Um, yeah. Because sleep goes hand in hand with fitness and nutrition. All all that goes hand in hand with your, you know, overall health. But I find sleep too sometimes could be just as hard as nutrition, like getting the right kind of sleep. Oh, man. No doubt about it. You know, and I, yeah, I think it is. I think it is just as hard, if not harder. I mean, you can, they say you can't outwork a bad diet. Well, it's possible. You can just run yourself into the ground every day (laughs) and you can, you can't outwork your sleep i mean that just is obvious right like you you got to have sleep that's the only way your body recovers the only but you know you build muscle the only way you really you burn most of your fat in your sleep mode not during the activity itself you know your body's going what the heck and then start <laughs> burning the fat as you sleep basically when you sleep your body is oxygen depleted if you work out so it burns more fat to get the energy to put the oxygen back in your bloodstream so right yeah that's the long long and short of it <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I agree with you, man. It's so, it's so important, but it, you know, you don't realize that till you get down that road of working on these things and you go, wow, yeah, this is important. This makes a difference. And probably without this little thing, this uh, whoop, I probably would have not considered as much. Cause then I just, you know, I tell myself, oh, you're just being a punk. Just go out there and do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like quit being soft, just go out there and work out. And some days like this thing says, no, don't just chill out. And I, you know, started listening to it more and feel like I've gotten good results from that. So. Yeah. That whoop sounds really cool. It, it says, it tells you a lot of like when you can go hard and when you should recover. Right. So that's pretty cool right. about that. They should sponsor you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm pretty low on that list to get a sponsorship. But so I guess to wrap it up, we'll just I'll just say this, you know, sleep super important, uh, especially if you're going to be uh, working out a lot or working out at all, you know, and one help will help the other. The better you sleep, you know, the better workouts you get, the better workouts you get, the better you sleep. So they kind of go hand in hand. If you, if you are interested in, you can go to, uh, you know, I know, I don't know what kind of deals Fitbit's doing, but uh, Whoop's doing a free month for the first month. And then it's 30 bucks a month after that. And, you know, the, I don't get anything for that. So whatever. But the data, if you care about those things, really interesting. And it has more than just sleep as, you know, calories burn, which I feel is fairly accurate and all these other monitors and stuff. So yeah. check it out. If you get a chance. Right on. 
All right. And be sure to also check out the website at ionsnc.com. And we're also on Instagram at ionsnc. And our email is ionsncradio at ionsnc.com. Awesome. Thank you, Trina. Thank you.